0: for Everyone, so make sure you sift through, find the ones that you love, and so you'll be excited every single kind of week that off to be able to deliver of the, to you the motivation guys guys and motivating guys that are building that you need. billion With that said, said my name is Glenn and I am about your host, super excited that we have with you. on the stage so today's so today. Today's episode of breakfast Today is the exact opposite. There is nothing behind the scenes when it comes to Billy Jean. is marketing this guy right here is he's, he's he's one of my newer heroes in my life Billy Jean is one of the top practitioners in the world he has revolutionized the education system he teaches necessary entrepreneurial skills that schools aren't teaching and he's one of the number one marketers in the world this dude right here uses social media to get an ROI, teaches entrepreneurs how to turn his clicks into customers. And what I love is his podcast. This will give you an idea of who Billy Jean is marketing is. Here's what it says in his podcast right here. Listen to me. Lean in. His podcast description reads like this: Offensive, racist, sexist, trending, inappropriate, brutally honest business advice delivered to you every morning. So basically the exact opposite of every single business podcast on the planet. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, my man Billy Jean is marketing. What's up Billy? <laughs> I mean...
1: I'm laughing because, first of all, thank you for having me, Glenn, but I'm, I'm laughing because I totally forgot I wrote that as the description to the podcast, <laughs> 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 and, in, and in my head, it sounds like a great idea, and ooh, this is going to stand out in marketing, et cetera, but then in a public forum like this, and then you look around, and you see a lot of people that you respect in here, you're like, Wow, I could see how some people could take that the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> you know taking taking the fact that I'm racist and sexist the wrong way, it totally makes sense. so yes, here we are.
0: Billy, I love it though, man. This is what you do man you 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 have been disruptive from day one, but here's the thing. and I want to share this second part, all right? If you also go uh if you also go over to where did I see that? Uh, yes. If you go to Billy's main website, right? If you, if you go to Billy's main website, what you're going to find is you're going to find a homepage, com, And in the homepage, it's going to say this, it's going to say right here. It says in part three, I promised we would get into the resources before we do. However, let's discuss a treasure that most of us have been exposed to but don't take nearly enough time out of their day to focus on, the power of prayer. This may offend some people, but I hope that it does not, as this is not my intent. And that's what I love about you, Billy, is you are holy. Billie Jean is marketing. You lean to the things that, matter most to you and you're not afraid to be a little disruptive. You're not afraid to have a license plate on your car that says I'm black. And you're not afraid to say, hey, I'm just like I'm just like you when I'm I'm praying to something bigger than myself. You are this whole person. And that's what I really love about you. There's nothing fake. There's no facade it's all your reality so talk to me about that billy where 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 does that come from how have you developed this ability to stand firmly on all sides of who you are
1: oh uh, one word insecurity big big insecurity when i when i first came into this uh advertising game um i remember i was just getting into lead generation and um i was living at my parents house and i knew about this stuff called facebook ads but i didn't like understand it very well but i knew it better than most and i went to the university of san diego i didn't graduate but it was a 99.5 percent white school and i i went and i remember when i started working on uh, or targeting franchise owners as my clients the ideal customer for me was a 45 year old white guy and literally it scared me to death because i didn't graduate i cursed like a sailor You know, my personality is a little bit unique and different. And all I could think in my head at the time was, wow, these people are never going to trust me and they're never going to buy from me. And it scared the hell out of me. And so as a result of that fear and that insecurity, I got really, really, really good at what I do because I was so afraid that they would ask me a question and I didn't know the answer. So before I had a presentation or demo, I would literally not sleep 24 hours cuz I was that dialed in. But then when I showed it to the meeting, I learned something very quickly that the only color that they cared about was green. If I could give them an ROI, if I can give them a bang for their buck, then the rest of the stuff doesn't matter. And so that's what I did and I started delivering results. I remember the first orange theory fitness that I worked with, the guy said, "Billy, um, you know, I don't know about you i'm not familiar with you i don't think this works matter of fact we heard that facebook ads don't work mind you guys this is like a decade ago or eight years ago and uh he the day before he was supposed to cut me a check which i desperately needed he calls me to counsel because he's like i just don't have faith in this anymore so i said hey man i know you have doubts right now but if i don't deliver i will send you double the money double the money because i needed the check and so Granted, if he did ask for double the money back, I couldn't pay him back because I didn't have the cash. But I was like, I'll give you double the money. And so I asked him one question. I said, what's the most amount of leads that you guys usually get in a month? He said 100. I said, all right, let's see what happens tomorrow. So I turn on that advertising campaign. I'm nervous as hell. I bring them 123 leads in one day. And that is when I was validated in myself with my skill set and then you know that went from one orange theory to 300 orange theories to massage envy to title boxing to club pilates to uh small business loans to anything that you can name of and that's how my agency kind of grew It's from that place of insecurity and wanting to like make sure that i don't get embarrassed in front of these people who i thought were judging me but really it was my own thoughts screaming at me
0: yeah, which is usually the case, right? It's usually the case. We are far more creative. <laughs> we 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 think we are uh, a lot more important than we really are. I think in a lot of a lot of ways. I love how you pointed out to you know ROI is king. Getting them one, one, once we can get them that green, none of the rest of that matters. Now you said you went in and said I will give you double, even though you didn't have the money. I will pay you double if I cannot get you the return. Now, obviously, that's a big bold and risky statement have you always did you grow up when you were young were you a risk taker in that sense or is that something you developed later
1: yo i wasn't a risk taker i was desperate like everybody's a risk taker when you have to when you like what you mean like i was i was living my parents house i was fifty thousand dollars in debt like there's no like what the hell do you have to lose so it wasn't like I was so brave, right? I learned all these skills later. Bravery, standing out, sticking for what you believe in, saying what you mean, and being out there. Be yourself. Like none of that came from this place of I'm just this superior human. The first one was fear, insecurity, right? The, the what you're talking about right now. This was complete desperation. Like shit, I threw it out. If I would have said anything, you know what I mean? Like whatever he means, like you want me to rub your back, whatever. Fuck it, I'm in. Like it didn't, it didn't, it didn't matter. Like I'm just trying to get paid. So nah, that was that was not on some breaks. That was on some desperate stuff. Yeah.
0: Man, I, I, I love that dude. That's that's awesome. And I think for anybody in the room, I think that's a great. It's a great lesson, right? We can learn all these things, even if it's not innate, even if it's not your initial spirit, even if that's not, uh, uh you know how you were born and how you grew up. You can learn to stand uh, boldly and, and, and fight for the things that you believe in, especially when your backs up against the wall, right. Especially when your backs up against the wall. So, well then
1: Glenn too, to, to chime in there going to like my license plate. So yes, I have a black Lamborghini and the license plate says I'm L I'm black. And the reason why I got that though, was, you know, I have two tattoos on my wrist. One says vision, one says perspective. But when we were growing up, uh, my parents were born and raised in San Diego, California if you guys ever been to san diego they're from the part that nobody ever goes to it's called southeast san diego in the hood they both grew up on welfare so a lot of my child was spent there my mom is one of 13 so imagine a bunch of kids on welfare over there etc you know what i never saw in my entire life growing up when we were when we were kids i never saw a nice car and i'm not talking like lamborghini like that's one thing but like you You didn't even see them. There was no driving by. There was no in the area. Like, it wasn't a real thing. You only see these things on television. They were fictitious. So I'm like, when I got mine, all I could think about was I want somebody who looks like me to be able to see that and know it's possible. Half the battle is possibility and just know it's possible. Like, when you see people accomplishing things, that's one thing. But when you see people accomplishing things and they never look like you, unless they're balling or listen to music, that's discouraging, right? Unconsciously, unintentionally, on un- you're not aware of it. But like when you've never seen what success could look like, so I'm like, I'm gonna be loud about this shit because I have a duty to do so. And in addition to that, when I put it in my advertisements, it makes my cost per click go down dramatically. So it's a it's a win win on both sides.
0: <laughs> yes, I bet it does, man. I bet it does. So let let's talk about those receipts just a little bit here on Clubhouse. People are always talking. Show me your receipts. I want to see the receipts because you know we have uh, a, a very large mass of of multi multi millionaires. And uh, 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 high level people on this particular app. So let's talk about that just a little bit, Billy. So give me give me some give me some street cred. I know in your in your bio yeah. it says you know ten figure or eight figures annually, one hundred twenty five thousand students. Like give a, give us a little uh, a little piece of what Billy Jean yeah. is and who he is.
1: Side so uh, as uh, well. So one hundred forty thousand students in seventy five countries now. So I do the agency thing, you know. Um, People kept asking, how are you getting the results? And so I got into teaching as a result of that. I think that's something to uh, a a distinction worth noting, because a lot of people start a career and say, I want to be a teacher and they haven't done shit yet, which is always sideways to me. So my background is doing the work for some of the largest franchises in the world and everybody seeing my results and saying, how, how, how? And I'm like, nah, I'm good. I don't want to do none of that. How, how? And then I did it. And that was not my intention to be this. Online educator teach it. It's the dropout, mind you. How ironic. So, anyways, I'll never forget this. I did my first class because my buddy Michael Cooch, he hits me up and he says, "Hey man, I know you're doing, you know, all that local local business stuff, chiropractors, real estate agents. Can you do a training for my people?" I'm like, "I don't really do anything like that, but sure." And we did it. And the very first launch of that course, we did like eighty-three thousand bucks at the time. This is like seven years ago. And I'm like, "Okay, hey." dope cool this is opening but the difference was is I taught a six-week class live and when I was teaching the class I started people seeing people have breakthroughs like big wins making money lives changing they're sending me these messages of like oh my god this is so helpful da 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 and so I guess I learned about this thing called impact but like I want to be clear with everybody I didn't give a fuck about that before I wasn't trying to be impactful like you hear everyone's story like especially in clubhouse everybody says the wildest shit I'm trying to change the world. I'm trying to do this da, da, da. I was trying to get out of my parents house you know like I only just want to get out my parents house because I got sick and tired of like meeting girls out and they'd be like where do you live and I'm like eh. <laughs> like that was my motive people are like what's your why that was my fucking why my why was because I wanted to go to the club and I was sick of the ball players always getting to pull up and the fly whips and, and pop bottles and all that was my why My why didn't transfer into other people until I had the experience, till I taught that first class and I heard people talking and then I was like, oh shit, this is bigger than me. I have duty to help other people, especially that look like me, especially to be an example. So I fell into this. So I had to make a decision. Do I keep going with this uh, agency thing or do I go into this education because they are two different businesses? They function completely differently. So I'll never forget this. I'm sitting in my house one day, and um, I I wrote I wrote out this email and I sent out an email to I think the number was don't quote me on this but it was like three hundred and something clients and I gave them my thirty day notice. Now just think about the recurring revenue that's you know that's you know uh, locked in there mm-hmm. and I just send them a thirty day notice that says hey. I'm going a different direction, I appreciate your time and energy. And I went all in on education and it scared the shit out of me, but I felt called to do it at that time. And next thing you know, like I said, 140,000 students and I don't know, probably spoken on every major stage that you can think of and featured in publications and my ads have now been seen over a billion times. So that's a little strange. If you walk outside and everyone has a different, you know, content piece they remember. And uh, it's just been strange, it's been overwhelming. And so uh, street cred is, I honestly, if you take a business that's doing underneath $5 million in, in, in annual revenue, and they're looking for a way to get more customers, I will take myself against anybody on the planet, and I will beat them. I genuinely believe that with my soul. Like, I would dare anybody. Like, if you take a small traditional brick and mortar, local, et cetera, and they're like, how do I get more customers? I will beat you. You will not touch me. How? Now, again, How are you going to do that, Billy? How are
0: you going to beat him?
1: Well, just advertising, right? I'm just extremely good at writing and creating short videos to get people to raise their hand and say I'm interested. Talk that's to me my about that.
0: Talent. What's the
1: truth? What's so a couple of things real fast. Number one, I say that, and I want to acknowledge that. There's people in this room that are way smarter than me in regards to other aspects of the business, right? I'm a student first. Uh, before I am, you know, uh, this this other guy. So I want to acknowledge that, like, but this particular warehouse. And um, let's talk about the process, right? Like, how do you get customers? And the most straightforward way that I, I I guess, the simplest way I can break it down for everybody here so they can actually use it, is ask yourself these two questions. Number one, who's most likely to buy it? And I need you to stereotype Everybody gets so passionate about their product, they're always trying to sell it to everybody at the same time. But men and women speak different languages, right? If you grew up in a black household, in a white household, it's a different communication style. White people call it oldies. Black people call it old school. Black people are talking about earth, wind, and fire. White people are talking about the Beatles. They're different. So you can talk about you know two different things. So when you are advertising, you have to keep all of these things top of mind. So number one is to get crystal clear on exactly who is seeing this message. And then I ask myself one simple question. What problems are they facing? And then I write them down. And then in my ads, I just follow that simple script, right? So, you know, um, hey, are you a busy mother that uh, that's, that's, that's uh, looking for a break? Um, try this glass of wine, you know what I mean? And I just follow that formula, right? It's audience, it's problem, and then it's solution. It's audience, it's problem, it's solution. It's audience, it's problem, it's solution. And so every single advertisement I've ever created is a version of that. Who's most likely to buy? What problems are they facing? Offer them a quick solution and then, you know, click here and I'll send you a blank, right? Standard direct response advertising. Nothing really that crazy.
0: Love that, man. Love how you can break that down so simply. Audience, problem. Solution. Now, within that, you have to grab attention, right? Yes. you got to be able to grab attention. And you grab attention through multiple areas, as I've studied you over the years. You grab attention with great copy. You grab attention with props. You tend to have things that are really big or really small, right? Yes. 100%.
1: Props. Yeah, I'll touch on that a little bit. Like, that's good for everybody. So everyone here has access to Amazon, right? Like, if you really want to grab somebody's attention, um, get a really small or really big item, you know? So I was just working with a student. He did something really creative, and his whole job is he helps people write books and get published. And so, you know, he's writing this advertisement. Or he's practicing this video ad, and uh, he's sitting there, and he's just writing with a pen to paper. But then he pulls out this giant six-foot pencil, and he starts doing the same thing. And there's nothing you can do but pay attention. You're like, what the hell? Where do you get this big ass pencil from? Like, what's going on right now, et cetera? So, using really oversized objects is such a simple way to grab attention and to exaggerate a problem visually and physically. So, props is something that I use all of the time. Like I mentioned earlier, the Lamborghini with the license plate, I'm black. You know, people hate to see a Lamborghini in an ad. Oh, my God, why are you showing your cars? Da 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 da. But everybody's got a damn opinion on it. So it's perfect i'll throw them in my advertisement because i'm meeting the customer where they're at not where i am and so i do it in addition to that i always play with music i use resources like audiojungle.net i use music like artlist.io because both of those websites you can search for music based on emotion so you can type in the word angry and it will show a hundred thousand songs that you can download for three dollars in legally use in your videos because you can't put the new Kanye CD in your ads they'll disapprove it. It's not legal, et cetera. So you need a resource. So I use AudioJungle.com and I search for things by emotion. So when I do audience problem solution, when someone states their problem, right? If someone's like a first time, if my audience is first time home buyer, the problems that they're facing is, oh, well, my gosh, how much money do I put down? Oh, my gosh, what's my interest rate going to be? so i might go to audio jungle and type in the word stressed and it will show me a bunch of songs that traditionally bring up stress inside of people right and then i might type in if i'm thinking about stress my first image that comes to my head is a stress ball so i might go to amazon and type in oversized stress ball and then i might walk in front of the camera and i close the proximity meaning the closer you are to the camera the more that people can see your face and the more emotion that you can translate. A lot of people step back from the camera because they're afraid that people will see their pimples and their imperfections, et cetera. But they also lose the connection. You need to be right next to there so people can see the twinkle in your eyes. So walk up to the camera, wave to the camera, and then start backing up and reveal the giant stress ball. Right, and it's literally the size of half of you. And then squeeze it and say, are you stressed out? Are you looking for your first home, but you just can't, and you're squeezing the ball as you do this, but you don't know how much money that you're going to need. What's the interest rate? Are you overpaying, et cetera? Well, click the button below, and let's talk, and I'll be more than happy to give you blah, 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 whatever the hell, right? So that was an example of using props and music and problem solution all in one. I hope it makes sense. Totally uh, made uh,
0: sense, dude. Like a little mini masterclass. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. Totally made sense. And I know that this is the language that you speak. And so I'm so grateful that you are sharing this with everybody in the room. I think yeah. that's really, really powerful and impactful stuff. Let's Appreciate go in you. a little bit further. I have noticed that you have a great presence, especially in the advertising space. I see your ads all of the time, I do watch your ads. Uh, all, all of those things. And to be honest with you, Billy, in the beginning, I'm like, who is this guy? I don't know if I like this guy. I'm not, I'm not yeah. sure if I like this guy. Like <laughs> I really, I really was like that in the beginning, just being hundred percent honest with you. And then as I started to learn a little bit more about who you are and started to understand a little bit more about what you're doing, it totally shifted, right? It went from, I don't know if I to this this guy to, Oh, this guy's kind of a genius. I even applied Billy, I applied to speak at one of your conferences a couple of years ago. You didn't accept me, but I did apply to one of your
1: conferences <laughs> to speak. Well, now, now that we know each other better, like now we can talk about. But real quick, I want to talk about that right there because I I get that a lot, right? And I'm very intentional and aware of it that I'm doing it. It's like I, you know, when people see my content, usually they have to make a decision right away: do they like me or do they not like me? And I want to remind everybody that's the only people that you remember nobody remembers gray no like nobody remembers the politician who's like yeah you know uh i agree with this but i also agree with you guys too or da da, da. no that's that's not how you create a movement when you create a movement people take a stand for something right I hate guns. Guns are violence. Guns kill people. It's not people kill people. That's ridiculous. Da, da da da. Or the other side. The government's trying to take our guns. We need freedom. This is how this country was founded. Da-da-da-da-da. And then there's the fucker in the middle who's like, well, I can see both sides. Okay, I don't know. Okay, fine. You can have that opinion. But nobody cares. No one's paying attention. No one can rally behind your cause. No one knows what you stand for. So you will be forgotten. People only remember people who take a stand for something. It's ever, period. So it's so critical. So I'm obsessed with that, saying the things, what other people are thinking, but I'll choose a side on things. And I actually tell that to everybody. A lot of people think, you know, getting attention is about being controversial. I think it's actually just telling the truth, speaking what you actually feel. Do you like ketchup or mustard? But most people aren't because they're unwilling to take the judgment that comes with it. They're afraid of what people will say if they really knew you liked mustard, if they really knew you stood for Trump. You know what I do? The first One of the first questions that I ask when I go speak and shit, I say, what's up, everybody? I did this like two years ago a lot. I said, what's up? Hey, who'd you guys vote for? First question. <laughs> I, oh, my, oh, my gosh. I'm offended. How dare you ask me that? And think about how ironic that is. People vote for the present that they like, because they genuinely think it's going, the world is going to be a better place as a result of it. Is that not something that should be public as shit? Is that not a conversation that we should absolutely discuss? That's not the time to be quiet. That is not the time to, I'm just gonna keep it to myself. But what?
0: Well, you're right, right? They're trying to avoid conflict. It's a a conflict avoidance mechanism, right? Just trying to avoid that yeah, yeah. conflict. And I, you know, I'll be honest, I spend a lot of time in that space, Billy, like with Breakfast with Champions, with Rise and Grind, all the things that I've created. I spend a lot of time in this inclusive space where we 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 spend some time as Switzerland, right? We spend some time as Switzerland. Yes. Um and 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 so it's different for me when I see uh, what you've been able to build and when I see you know what you've been able to to do in the way that you do it, I, I am attracted to it because I try to better, you know, I try to better understand how how I can do a little bit more of that, but also still hold on to my core values, which my core value is inclusivity. My core value is I can put myself in your shoes and I can understand your perspective. I might not agree with it but I can understand it and I can respect that you have your own perspective. So how do you, how do you walk that line? I know all you and I are obviously uh, very different in, in the way that we, the way that we move and the way we create, we've both created movements, right? We have both been able to do it. So how, how do you walk that line? How do you have the heart for yeah. all perspectives, but still be able to comfortably
1: share yours? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I think, one thing I'm telling everybody is always be true to yourself, so maybe you really do fair in the middle. But when you create your content and you do a good job of this, Glenn, is you just need to make sure that you bring both sides to the table, right so you can be the you can be a very famous you know uh mediator right like right in between there, et cetera. But you still need to bring on the people with the opinions because everyone's seen it on clubhouse in particular the rooms that get the most popping and that they grow and that they hold attention is usually when there's differing opinions the rooms that die real quick and quick is when everybody's just scratching each other's back and just saying yes so control the format right like your whole topics like and, and again like i said you do a good job of this already but for everybody else listening like you know it's you know trump or biden now, if you're saying Trump or Biden, that doesn't mean Clinton's controversial because you're mediating. You're, okay, let me let me hear from you. Let me hear from you. But yet you still give people what they want, with is a little bit of drama, right? But also differing opinions and they're the moment to express themselves in a format where it matters versus just a bunch of yeses, right? So I think you can customize the format to do a little bit of everything and to kind of you know yeah. hit on it all, if that makes sense. Yeah, you
0: know? that, that, that actually does really make sense. Um... Billy, that really makes sense. Just making sure to put the spotlight and allow the different sides to be discussed. And, and to we're... go
1: there a little bit more, Glenn, if yeah. you don't mind me interjecting there of, of course. One of the reason, also, you guys, why I'm not afraid to take a stand on an opinion is because it's so much more cost effective
2: jack came forward has increased its sales by over 136 percent
1: my name is travis Friday we have seen over 55 percent increase in sales and jeremy Down here we finished our month off at not even a 20 percent increase but a 30 percent increase
0: hey guys jean paul gidry here and i've experienced massive increases of 156%, collectively 125%.
2: My name is Kevin
1: Stroessnider. We went an increase of 50%, 50%. We went from 50 units to 75 units. We got a 39% growth in volume.
2: This stuff works.
0: I'm Glenn Lundy, creator of the 800% Club. The results that we've been getting out of the 800% Club are ridiculous. Everything that you just heard all happened in the first 90 days. So I want to open this up, helping more dealers across the country. We're now enrolling for 800% club members. So look, the time is now. It's time for you to protect your legacy. Head on over to 800EliteAutomotiveClub.com to learn
1: more. Without getting too technical, all of these social media platforms, almost all of them, are public companies, meaning they have a duty. To bring ROI to the shareholders, right? To bring money to them. That's why they exist. So, take Facebook, for example. People always talk about the algorithm. Hey, Billy, what's the secret algorithm to Facebook? How do I get this? And da 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 da. And everyone thinks it's changed. But the truth is, the algorithm has been the same since inception. And it's this they show content that's entertaining. The things that get the most likes, the most comments, the most shares are simply the co- or simply the the pictures and the images and the videos that just get the most engaged with. That's it, because when they're the most engaged with, people stay on the platform longer, which gives them an opportunity to distribute more advertisements, which is how they make a bulk of their money. So if you show content that only gets one like, that's a super pitch, that's hella boring, that nobody cares about, they put, they shelf that content or they charge you a lot more money to show it because you're costing them a fortune. The worst thing that can happen to them is a bunch of marketers start going on the platform, making very boring messages that make people want to leave. And then they go to a platform called TikTok. That's the whole game. So they reward you, literally, like money, like with money. If you run an advertisement that has a high quality ranking or a high engagement ranking, they will literally charge you a lot less per click. So when I'm deciding, do I take a stand on this or not? I'm like, well, do I want to pay this or do I want to pay that? And then the decision becomes pretty damn easy. I
0: want to pay less. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I get that, man. I get that. Now, you, you are the ad master, the ad king, no doubt, especially on the Facebook ad side of things where I see you most. Organically, I don't see a ton of organic content from you. Like your Instagram, it's not like you're posting two, three times a day every single day. Um, I I don't see that. So talk to me a little bit about that strategy. I know a lot of people push for the organic side of social, but I don't really see you on that side as much.
1: So a couple of things. Number one, before, let me add a disclaimer before I drop what I'm about to drop. Everyone, organic is amazing. You should do it. It's effective. Um, It is a very good cost-effective way to do business. But I'm a big believer, as one of my coaches told me, design your life, then design your business. And let me be very clear with y'all. Ironically, the guy whose ads have been seen a billion times, that's always out there, I fucking hate making content. I hate it like the idea right now if i like wake up and it's like uh go film like a bunch of videos and write these funny memes and go tag hell no i don't do it i don't reply to anything go look at any of my posts or anything i (laughs) never reply and the only (laughs) time i reply is if someone puts something they try and troll i just like to talk shit and have fun to entertain myself i never reply to a dm i don't do shit like literally because i like to chill with my family i like to chill with my friends i like to hang out with my daughter i like to play xbox i don't do none of this shit However, I need to still show up because I know that's important for my brand and what I do, et cetera. And that's why I love advertising because as we are sitting here, I'm in a countless amount of countries right now around the world showing up in everybody's newsfeed and everybody's internet browsers, no matter what website you go to, you're going to see me. The second you see one of my ads, I'm going to retarget you for the rest of your life. But what's cool about that, it's the same content shown again and again and again. See, y'all spend so much time doing organic posts and you have something that's fire and it lasts for two hours while the algorithm's hot. It's feeding it. 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 it. You get two hours and then that post is done and you go, well, shit, what do I do now? I'll make a post. I see that it's hot and then I'll throw a million dollars behind it to keep it going, to show new people every single day. And I'll turn that million into 3 million. I repeat the process. I like to create a greatest hits and then keep showing people that. Mm-hmm. so I got I got ads I created six years ago that still make me money today. Yeah, That's what I I'm not just doing this for, you know, content. I'm doing it for time. Advertisements, I get to buy back my time. So
0: That's a strong statement right there. Being able to buy back your time. Designing your life and then design your business and i never looked at it i never looked at it quite like that Billy. like that's quite i mean think about how many posts you have that <laughs> that's quite I was, interesting
1: i was like think, think about how many posts you've had that like banged those should literally be running every single day right because truth is all of us we're gonna post things and most of it's gonna be like Not people aren't going to really rock with it, right? That's okay. We only need to be right like three times now. Just take that. I mean, some of you literally can take one ad and just run it for the rest of your life, like (laughs) straight up. Not, I'm not even kidding. Literally, just run it. Spend 10 bucks a day on Facebook and just show people that message. Wow, something to think about.
0: It is something to think about. You've got me thinking like crazy. You really, really do. You've got me thinking also, too.
1: uh, Just this is random. I just don't want to forget this because we may not fit into our combo, but I. Everybody here, campaigns that every single person here should be running for your business. Number one is a birthday campaign. There's a button that you can click within Facebook that says, I would like to advertise to everybody who has an upcoming birthday. And for five bucks a day, five to 10 bucks a day, you can reach a 1,000 people a day. So just imagine that, five bucks a day, you can ask a 1,000 people who have a birthday coming up to do business with you, and it works for all industry. You can choose the age group you target. Hey, about to turn 40, it's probably time to get serious about your health insurance. Hey, about to turn 40, it's probably time to start thinking about your future. Let's have a conversation about your retirement fund. Hey, about to turn 21, let's go to Vegas, get your ticket here. Hey, about to turn 27, come into my bar, first beer's on me, who you coming with? Booking groups, like, these are and these are simple videos you can shoot on your phone for five bucks a day, y'all. And you can do the same thing with anniversaries, right? Like if you if you own a flower shop right now, if you own a flower shop, if you're not running advertisements to up to men with an upcoming anniversary, what are you doing? You can run an ad right now to men who have an upcoming anniversary and say, "Hey, your anniversary is coming up. I know you forgot." But I didn't buy these flowers right now so they're automatically delivered so you can still have sex. That's the whole ad. It, 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 it's it's five dollars a day we're talking about. So birthday campaigns, everybody needs to run it. Anniversary campaigns, everybody needs to run it. Um, And then trending topics right like if you notice you get engaged when you talk about things that are hot so everybody should be going daily making it a daily habit to go to google and then click the three lines in the top left of the browser and then it'll say trending uh, searches and it tells you what the world is searching right now so the other day you know it was jake paul versus um uh tyrone woodley and then it was Kanye cd being dropped uh he did surprise album so Talk about those subjects. Like if you're like, I don't know what to say, Billy. Literally, just have an opinion, take a stance on those subjects, and you'll get more engagement on your stuff. I don't think Jake Paul really won. It was a scam. You're gonna get an engagement. Uh, I knew Jake Paul was going to win. You're gonna get an engagement. By the way, buy my shit. I, I and here's the difference for me. I ask people to buy my stuff like everywhere, every like I don't stop, and people are like, Oh my gosh, how can you do that? Isn't don't people get so mad? I say, listen to me people do not get upset because you ask them to buy they get mad of how you ask them to buy i give the example of an instagram page called house of highlights house of highlights is literally just a bunch of highlights of different sports that are happening every single day they post like a gazillion times a day and you know what comment i've never seen oh my gosh you guys post so much because people want to see it they're entertained by it. So if you can make people laugh when you're asking them to buy, if you can make them smile, they will do it. And you know what's proof of concept of this? Three letters, QVC. That's all they do, and people go there to buy. So many people have limiting beliefs. Will people actually buy my product? There's old ladies right now that are turning on TV with their credit card, trying to get sold people love shopping when people are buying they are shopping it's freaking the world's favorite pastime something to marinate on
0: (laughs) something to marinate on well i'm definitely marinating on on all of this (laughs) man it's um it's it's so simple and yet so profound which most things are right most of the most profound things in life are incredibly Incredibly simple, and Billy, you're dropping it on us, you're making us all feel stupid, and that's what I love. I love when I feel stupid,
1: right? Like, I'm like, Yeah, I'm <laughs> doing say, Glenn, this. That's, I say that a lot too. I love when I feel stupid too. I love that, by the way. I yeah.
0: really do, man. I, I love when I feel stupid. Somebody actually called me stupid yesterday in Breakfast with Champions. I, that was a good feeling too. Who was that, Raylan? I think Raylan was like, Glenn, you're being stupid, which I love. I want to back it up just a little bit, Billy. This has been incredibly valuable stuff, but I do want to back it up. You had mentioned the tattoos on your wrist, vision and perspective. And I would love to, to hear the story behind those tattoos and why those two words are so incredibly important to you.
1: Yeah, so I got vision um, first. And I have perspective after, but it was during my time at the University of San Diego. Now, remember a couple of details earlier. Some of you guys came in later, but I, I went to the University of San Diego, which is like a 99% white school. Um, but I, I when we were kids, we were in Southeast San Diego, which is like, you know, for lack of better words, the hood in, in San Diego, the ghetto, whatever you want to call it. And it was such an interesting upbringing because my dad got in the car sales um, early. So my dad was the only six-figure guy in our family. When I say our family, I mean my mom's side, one of 13, uh, his side with four, you know, brothers and sisters, and including also everybody that we knew. Like every out of everyone we knew, period, like people, human beings, you know, uh, he was the most successful, which happened a little bit later. Um, now, the benefit of that is one, he learned sales and he transferred it down to me. But the other side of that was he got to send me to private Catholic school. And at private Catholic school, I was exposed to different people, different cultures, different ideas. And also, I met a lot of rich people. Like at USD, I met some extremely successful people. I met rich people. And I was always in this in-between where I was like, I know how to, like, I'm in both environments. I'm in poor environments and I'm in rich environments. And I'm like, what's the difference? What's the difference? And this is why I think I'm such not a fan of uh, Republican and Democrat, because you have these narratives about the other side, which all of it is bullshit. For example, you know, you will hear some people who lean really hard right. Sometimes they have a bravado about how, why don't people just work harder and get a job? And they're very unfamiliar and they've never been to a ghetto, right? Where that's dominated by sexual abuse, violence. My grandfather was murdered. My uncle was murdered. Sexual abuse was everywhere. Prison, multiple people and family. Like those things are normal. They don't understand the impact that that has on somebody, right, um, To and, and how it can make things more challenging. So sometimes there's a lack of a of the word empathy because they just simply don't understand it. Then the other side, I hear a lot of people that lean traditionally blue or they don't come from wealthy families. And they think that all, oh, you know, people who go to like nice schools and things like that just have the easiest lives ever or don't work hard. And, and, like, there's all these stigmas about both sides. And I'm looking as I'm at USD and I'm experiencing these different things. I'm just listening. I'm hearing these people talk about these people and these people talk about these people. But underneath it all, it was the same shit. Everybody just wanted to feel understood and nobody wanted to be discredited for the situations. And the things like that everybody just wanted to feel empathy. So I got vision on my wrist to remind me to see all sides of a coin all sides of the equation that's where it started and i got perspective on the other side because that's like the flip right you know two people can go through the same exact thing and have a completely different perspective on it my journey at university of san diego coming as a you know a young black kid is completely different Right? Like, I walk into a room and people go, I'm in class. I walked into that college and I said, I'm the only black person here. What implications does that mean for me? I have to succeed. I have a duty here. Like, but that's the same person sitting next to me. So that's kind of where it dawned is this whole vision perspective thing. It's just like, we need to have these conversations and talk about them more. Like, it's okay to have different perspectives because everybody's the same at the end of the fucking day.
0: I agree with you a thousand percent, my man. 1000%. I grew up in a unique situation, Billy. Mom's white, dad's black, got divorced when I was 11 years old. Dad remarried black woman, mom remarried white dude. And then they moved into the same apartment complex, two door, two apartments apart, apartment 28, apartment 30. Yes. I mean,
1: so, Hey, you want to get these tattoos real quick? You want to get these tattoos? Cause I know you saw,
0: <laughs> <laughs> we can do it, man. We can do it. But yeah, man, it was crazy. So I had dad's house was all black, right. And every stereotype you can think of, right. The collard greens, the Kool-Aid, the sports on TV, gospel music, Motown, all that. And then mom's house was every white stereotype you can take of, hanging out at the bowling alley, listening to country music. Right rock and roll right all of those things and so growing up in between those two completely different cultures has definitely given me the ability to do those two things have the 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 uh the the vision to be able to see that everybody sees it became
1: your superpower right it became your superpower where you get to understand in a way that most people will never
0: that's right man that's right that's absolutely right
1: I knew I knew there was
0: something, Billy, underneath that I loved about you. I didn't know what That's it was right. at first, but I, I knew there was something there, man. Was something, man yeah. I really appreciate you being here, and I'm going to leave the last uh, 10 minutes just in case there's some other folks that would like to ask you a question or two. Before we do that, though, what is a project that you're working on right now that we can support you with, or where should we go? What, 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 how, how, do, how do we uh, get you an ROI on your time here with us today?
1: honestly i don't i don't have an ask um if anything uh i don't know what a domain is for right now off the top of my head but i'm giving away all my courses for free so if you uh if you want everything that we've ever created over the last decade just literally did de- dm and i'll just send it to you for free fuck it you know so that's my ass. <laughs> Amazing. Are you
3: saying that because you don't answer your DMs or, or so really that's smooth. Answer No,
1: I'll, so <laughs> something like so something like that. I'll have my team like go in real quick and, and send a message or, or something. But no, I'll make. I, and I, if, if not, I'll, Glenn, I'll reach out to you and get it to so you can get it to everybody. And, and everybody, you just have all the shit. That it's was. been, by the way, it's not like like scrub stuff. It's. Excellent world-class like the best stuff you've ever had and it's literally free in the past people paid Thousands of dollars for like over the decades. So this is not some like, like me. you know Oh that like this is the realest shit ever like literally what i'm about to give you I'm gonna just call it out for everybody here, especially if you're a small business owner There's nothing more valuable on the planet in regards to making money. I genuinely believe that so I want you to have it and I want you to use it
0: beautiful So I will look forward to grabbing that link until then go ahead and dm uh, Billy, so his team can send you everything they've ever sold for the last 10 years for free. <laughs> That's
1: pretty good, right? That's a good offer, huh? That's a good <laughs> offer.
0: I like that offer, Billy. I like that offer a lot. That's beautiful, man. Well, I really, really do appreciate you being here. Uh, if somebody, I've got, we've got about oh, Thanks 10 for having minutes. me. Yeah, of course, man. Of course. We have about 10 minutes. Uh, go ahead and flash your mic. Start with Lauren, and uh, let's get a couple of questions for Billy, I will go to Zane after Lauren, then Credit Ninja. And, if, uh, and and that'll be it. We're going to keep Billy on time. So if we got time for more, we will. Go ahead, Lauren.
3: Thank you, Billy. You are amazing. Thank you. I think you are extremely refreshing. Thank you for being unapologetic. Thank you for taking a stand and just coming in hot with what you believe and what you stand I for. You. I appreciate that. Um, you talked about small businesses you talked about being under the 5 million ARR, and you talked about the the value of doing the five to $10 a day paid in order to get your ads up and throughout the, the social media universe. Do you still recommend that for somebody that's bootstrapping and just starting out their company? Do you think they should invest in paid right away or should they lean into the organic hope, plead, and pray that hashtags work and try to grind every single day just to make it work for a certain amount of time? What advice would you give to somebody just starting?
1: So number one, thank you for the kind words. I appreciate that. Um, Number two. I'm going to lean in extra hard to this. I absolutely believe people should be doing both, but advertising right away. A lot of people try and wait till blank, but here's the deal. And I'll simplify it for everyone listening. Most of the time when people are in a situation where they want to make more money, you can solve that with this question. I want everybody right now to answer this honestly to yourself, but I'd like you to write down the answer. Last year, or take this year, this year so far, how many people on average did you ask to buy a day? And that truth, that answer, usually, like I ask at the conferences and stuff, people are like one, two, three, four, five, maybe 10 people, but usually it's not that. Well, the best way to make money is just ask more people to buy your shit. Now, the challenge with it becomes well, who do I ask? And when do I find the time to ask them? And do I just cold call? That's why you advertise. If for $10 a day, $5 a day, you can ask 1,000 people a day to buy, you could be horrible. You could suck. You're going to make more money. Right now, you're asking one person to buy. For 5 bucks a day, you could ask 1,000 people to buy. You tell me what's going to happen to your business. So that's what I want everyone to obsess about. How many people do you buy, ask to buy every single day? And if you can find a way to scale that and do it in a cost-effective way, you will have a profitable business.
0: Mm, mm, mm. Super strong. Let's go to Zane.
2: Good morning. Wow. Glenn, what a room. And Billy, um, you know, at 66 years of age, I would have never thought somebody could teach me marketing. So I have to remind back and say, what a great room. I have
1: one I'll question. Take that you
2: yeah, incredible. By the way, you're incredible. I, I started marketing at 15 years of age, and I don't think I've even 10 percent of what you have. I'm very powerful stuff. I want, to, um, I want to ask you a question at the stage of life where you are, and I think I heard it in the end, that you're absolute giver, and you understand the ramifications of giving. This question to you, how much of your life at this stage now is more about giving and then less about receiving, or is it equal, or where do you stand?
1: That's a great question. So I'm, I'm 33, um, and I will say that i say this humbly, but I'm in a position where I, I don't want for anything, right? I'm very lucky. Um, and I, I use that word intentionally, right? I work hard. I am very lucky that I was born from my mother's vagina in this beautiful city of San Diego with the opportunities that I have, that I had zero control over. Anybody who doesn't realize their luck, stay away from that person. I'm very lucky. And with that luck, I realize one word, Zane, that I, that I say every single day that me and my daughter, when we do our prayers, we always say this, this word in particular, duty. I genuinely believe because of the blessings that I've had, the opportunities and the resources that I've had and that I currently have, that I have a duty to pay it forward. And so I would say for me right now, when I think about, um, you know, giving versus, you know, earning, et cetera, I believe in duty and that's my number one. But at the same time, let me be clear, y'all, I fucking love money. I love that shit. I love it. I love it. I got fucking two Lambos, a, a Fly Private like a motherfucker. I'm like, I do all that shit. And it's so mm. fun. It's so sick. And here's the deal everybody, you can do both. A lot of people think, like, okay, well, I got to have my company. And let me go start a nonprofit. To me, when I'm edging, when I, I do something where when you sell your stuff and you make a profit, the other people are winning too. So there don't have to be no change. The whole thing is impact. People like, what do you do for impact? My entire life is impact. That's my whole thing every single aspect of what this right here clubhouse like this is it right like as a result i'm sure people will buy stuff right like at some point and at the same time i get to pour into people someone's gonna run a birthday campaign today and never look back again like so I, i think it goes hand in hand but especially as a young black man who got it without music or sports i have duty you know i hear some parents they're like i just want my kid to be happy and I'm like, my daughter, with her little privilege ass, I want my daughter to pay it forward. I want her to pay it forward. She do not get to just be an artist and go fuck around. If she wants to be an artist, she can do that, but she has to find a way to impact the world as a result of it. Duty. We all got it. Nice question, Zane. Thank you.
2: <laughs> Thanks,
1: Billy. Wait. I
2: That's
0: love awesome. It. That's awesome. Let's go to Credit Ninja. This is so fun.
1: <laughs> oh, my
4: God. Glenn. Good morning. Thanks for having me and allowing me to ask a question. Billie Jean, you're one of my favorite of all times because you're so real and you're so authentic and you don't make excuses. And, you know, when I think of marketing, I think of Billie Jean. And when I think of credit, I think of Credit Ninja. How important is it for people to do their personal brand? I mean, how impactful it is for them to do their brand? Because when I first started, in the credit space and I created my personal brand, people used to say, well, why, even on this app, people used to say, why don't you just put your name? I go, no, because Credit Ninja is something that's memorable, it's easy to look up on Instagram. You don't need a business card and all that. And the guy was like really knocking me down, but I think I've gotten a few followers on here. I mean, I think I did okay. How important is personal brand? And the second question is, where are you going to be because i keep trying to send you uh donuts but nobody's there so <laughs>
1: I, <laughs> one, I, even one, had
4: a, I even had a video of santiago <laughs> the the owner of the donut place comes there and goes leanne i don't know i think they're like not there and i'm like he's just so busy he doesn't want his donuts well, anyways
1: so one one, one i appreciate that so shout out to credit ninja what's up it's good to see you here um secondly <laughs> we'll be in the office tomorrow so what happens is you know since the pandemic um and this is actually cool to mention to everybody um we have a a work from home wednesday thursday work in office monday tuesday friday kind of a balance and it seems like the team's really happy about that right you still get to build a culture and like see each other create those experiences but they also have time for themselves so that's a complete side note um but uh friday uh, I right. appreciate it, but you don't have to send anything. I appreciate that. Um. Secondly, in regards to personal brands, so I'll tell you guys kind of how this whole Billy Genius marketing thing came, okay? I really love when you can take over a category. For example, you take a Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay is literally synonymous with cooking. I'll be real. I don't even know if most people can name another chef. Like, when you think of chef, he's the guy you name. Maybe Wolfgang Puck. Like, And that's it. Like, There's not many. So go back rewind i'm in my parents house to figure all this entrepreneurial stuff out and i keep seeing commercials for this guy that keeps creating these movies and his name is tyler perry and tyler perry to me still has the coldest marketing move that i can think of and it's this somehow in his movies he got the studios to agree that he can say tyler perry presents before all of his movie titles, so think about this: He gets a budget approved. Okay, eight million dollars for this, ten million dollars for this. Da, da 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 da. Those are all every all those millions of dollars are going out into the world to say Tyler Perry presents. Yo, everybody in this room together, we could probably name like six fucking directors: Scorsese, James Cameron, Quentin Tarantino, Tyler Perry. I'm done. My list is over like think about how he categorized it and look his net worth as a result and for me personally when i saw that i was like man i need to think of a name like that so when i came into the digital marketing game in particular it was filled with old white guys and by the way i love old white guys they're great learned a lot from them um but it was it was filled with old white guys i'm like man this industry is boring as shit like i need to shake it up and so long story short after watching tyler perry i was like hmm Billie Jean marketing, because I want to put my name in it like Tyler did. But I was like, no, no, no. Okay. Oh, oh, Billie Jean is marketing. Because think about this. Every single time I'm in an article, every single time I enter a room, every no, the person who's saying it, if they have cloud authority positioning, they're saying Billie Jean is marketing. They're telling the world. And also, like, for me, when I looked, like, you know, a decade ago, I'm like, I can't name a marketer. Like, no one owned that category. Nobody took that word. I'm gonna take that word. So now when people need to speak like, oh man, we need someone for marketing. You you accidentally put me in the running. You you, know, you may not even mean to, but you accidentally, because you know it's marketing. Truth is, I'm more of an advertiser than traditional marketing. Like, it really should be called Billie Jean's Advertiser. That wasn't as catchy though. People don't understand it as much. But that's the whole game. But the personal brand thing, it gives me so many sick choices, right? Go travel and get paid to speak, get a little 50k for doing talk like when people do speaking gigs and stuff, and we all know this, like people just want the people who put button seats, and that is name, 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 name. You, you see what Jake Paul's doing with boxing, getting 20 million dollar paydays because people know his name. People got to know your name. you know th- there's been a transition. It, it was all about logo. Do, do they recognize the logo? Now it's face. It ain't logo no more, it's face Elon. They wanna be able to recognize and associate and to the point where even the biggest insurance companies in the world are using personification and they're putting a face to it too, but they're using animals. Gecko, Aflac, they're get progressive with flow, face, Verizon guy, can you hear me now? People are in love with people, fuck your logo.
4: <laughs> I have follow No, 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 no! Credit Ninja, I gotta okay. get, I gotta get
0: too bored. I gotta be time. Just D, okay. D Yeah, yeah, yeah. But send him some donuts. Send him some donuts. Send him some donuts. But I love you, Credit Ninja, and I don't mean to to run over the top of you, but I, I do want to get Billy. Billy, will you do how much? How much time you got Can you give me six more minutes?
1: Yeah, yeah. We we can go about depending on you, but we I can, I can do another fifteen if you if you're good. Okay,
0: fifteen. Then yeah. with fifteen, I'm gonna go to First. Laura Wild. Then I'm gonna go to Princeton. And then uh, we still have time. Oh, I don't see Brielle. mm-hmm. Brielle's flashing. I don't see yeah. her flashing. There she I is. Okay. okay, okay. She's yeah, yeah. There. So we're gonna go. We're gonna go. Laura Princeton Brielle. And if we have time, we'll we'll swing back around to you. Credit Ninja. All right. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, Laura Wild.
3: Hey, Billy Jean, it's great to see you again. Uh, guys, Billy Jean does not answer DMs, but once I wrote in his DMs, hey, I'm gonna send this message with Quantum Energy so I can find a way to meet you one day, and then I got to help interview him with Kevin Harrington. So good to see you again. Um, you the too. first, I have a quick question, but can Credit Ninja and I bring you donuts and borrow a Lambo for a day? But more seriously, <laughs> so I'm down with that. Glenn was like, Laura wants to ask a question I know what it's gonna be about. Oh, God. <laughs> Plus his daughter's got the biracial thing going. Okay, so also, here's the thing, Billy, you're so confident and like, you're amazing and you're a bad bleep. So is there a campaign that failed or are there struggling moments where I can learn from how you just kept going or a campaign that you turned around? Because what you're dropping is what I need.
1: Can I can I share you my my biggest failure? Or just yes. I mean, in regards to strict data, to give you an idea of how many times I fell. So remember what I said to you guys in the beginning, my ads have been seen over a billion times, and I'm always asking people to buy. And I only have 140,000 customers. That means I have missed 900 or 860,000 times or 60 million times, excuse me. Like eight hundred and sixty million times people have said no or whatever. No, that's that's that number's wrong. It's nine hundred and yeah. whatever the hell you're like baby you're 90, basically nine hundred and ninety eight <laughs> million times. <Yes. laughs> you're the baby of marketing. That's how many times. That's how much I fail. And also, too, this is actually a great note for everybody here listening. In the world of advertising, the number one thing I want everybody to obsess about is speed. Speed of testing. Meaning this, I see people approach a marketing campaign like this. All right, guys, everybody come in here and meet up. Monday, you have the idea. Tuesday, you're still talking about the idea. Wednesday, you finally decide to rock with something. Friday, you got your plan. Week one's gone. Next Friday, let's hire a videographer. Let's figure out a writer. Let's go back and forth in this, Da 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 da, da. Two weeks come. And then some delay happens, so you might as well start at the beginning of the week, et cetera. You're three weeks in, and now you try your new marketing thing. But what you just asked is so important because remember, most marketing campaigns fail for all companies. So what happens is, and this is where it really discourages people, is what happens in week four is your bills hit again. Your expenses hit again. You have that cycle. Now you get into panic mode because most business owners only have like two months of cash flow to last, even the public ones. I think it's four months if you look at there, but you can see it's public records. And so you panic. Oh my gosh, the marketing campaign didn't work. I don't know what to do. Let me just hit it again. And everyone starts panicking and they're screwed because it took them three weeks to test something. So the reason why I invest and I have media people inside of my studio and office every single day is so we can test daily. Imagine it takes most companies two, three weeks to test a piece of marketing. For me, same day. I'll write a script, give it to my video team, da-da-da, direct it, shoot it, have my advertising team, go ahead, put it up, test. So if it doesn't work, guess what? We lose one day. It takes most – most people put up two shots a month. I put up 30. I'm not better – well, I, I am better, but I, I'm not. it's not that I'm so much better than everyone at, at advertising. It's just I take more shots and I do it so much faster. And then when something hits, I let it run forever. Love it, man. Love
0: it. Let's go over to Princeton.
2: Hey, hey. Thank you, thank you, Glenn. Hey, uh, Billy. I just want to say, man, I I love the work that you do, and I'll never forget the day because you talk about, you know, I'm black. Like, you know, I'm a black guy. Clearly, you know, but I'll never forget the day. Like, you black Princeton? You black? (laughs) 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 Hey, well, I didn't even know. All right, right. (laughs) okay. You know, but, you know, I love the fact that, you know, I was working in the office for Dean and Tony um, and you had come out to the mastermind.com office and I'll never forget. Like, I don't get awestruck with people, but, you know, I say everybody's just a spirit on a journey, having a different human experience. But when I saw another black man (laughs) walk through that building the day I hadn't even started yet, I was there for the official interview where they hired me. Um, as one of the mastery coaches to help build the team, and when I came in, and I'm sitting there and I watch you walk by, and I was like, I've arrived like,
1: that's literally how I, <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you, man. And congrats on that, by the way. Say, say that again, say I appreciate that, and congrats on that, by the way. Hey,
2: I appreciate it, boss. Well, I, I want to say, you know, I've watched your stuff for a long time, I even bought quite a bit of your stuff, but. You know, I realized one of your one of your my favorite ads of yours was when you were talking about something so simple and it's solving one problem. You know, because I, I, I was one of those people who I wanted to save the world, and I remember that that ad spoke to me so deeply because. It was like, wait a minute. You were talking about this person that was at a party. They started choking or something. I forget the full detail, but you were saying that you know that person or whoever's with that person would pay anyone whatever is required to save that person's life
1: because that person can solve their problem. Yeah, and let me let me bring clarity for everybody who hasn't seen that. So um, I did this ad, and I was talking about the secret to quote unquote making money. And I was Mm -hmm. saying the way you make money is you solve problems, so right? Like if my house is dirty, I would give some, I would trade somebody money to clean my house. However, I would only pay them ten bucks or nine bucks an hour because there's eight billion other people on the planet who can do the same job. Meaning that the problem that they solve is not that unique. Uh, The flip of that, take an attorney. An attorney charges a much higher rate because. If I go to jail or, you know, my freedom's on the line, I will pay whatever it takes to get out, and I want the absolute best. If I drop down and have a heart attack right now, there's not many people who can save me, so I will pay whatever. So I said, everybody, do a self-evaluation right now. Ask yourself, what unique problems can you solve? And your bank account probably matches that. Something to think about.
0: Mm, yes. Mm, mm. Come
4: <laughs> on, Billy Jean.
3: Come on. About. Bring it. Loving, it.
0: Loving it. Loving it. Let's keep going while we got it. We got seven more minutes. Brielle.
3: Hey, Billy. All right. So happy that you're here. I think um, everything, not even I think, I know everything that you shared today impacted the 500 plus lives and the millions that will cure this and stream this on the podcast. So thank you for pouring out and uh, changing thank all you. of our lives in advance um really quick so what would you say is your biggest to date right so right now today what propels you to go forward like what is it that you wake up in the morning and do and you're like i cannot start my day without this or i cannot get through a day without this what is that one thing that you need to move forward every single day
1: I I don't know if I have a daily thing, but I do have moments that really inspire me. Um, Like one, I'll tell you the last time I was brought to tears. And so we just did a, so I have a certification program and um, you know, for people who want to like do advertising professionally, et cetera. Um, And by the way, DM me if you want to get in that, but uh, it's five grand, it, it's great. Um, We did a graduation at the Padre stadium. Uh, for the last uh, graduates and so literally i spent you know whatever it was quarter million bucks or something like that and i rented out the stadium just for the graduation and everybody came black formal gowns et cetera, and like it was it was so pretty pretty we did fireworks and all that stuff but i just had a moment where i was just taking a picture with everybody it you know when you teach online through zoom that's that's one thing right and it can be powerful we do it cool but there's something about seeing with someone's face and uh, just one of my students and she introduced me to their family and their family was so thankful and, and and what they were doing and i just fucking cried like a little bitch you know like <laughs> like just seeing and tasting it and so for yeah. me it's like you know it's not an everyday thing but i've been thinking about that every day since i came That's back and i good. doubled down on it i said this is our calling like this is what it is y'all um and it's and it's massive and also too this is kind of a side tangent but i know there's a lot of uh coaches and um Uh, thought leaders here, so I I did want to share something before I forget because I think it would be helpful Um, when you guys have your offers. I do think that information overall is being wildly devalued, right? Like when you just had information, in a course, a decade ago, it was a lot more valuable because there was a lot less competition. But take example, companies like LinkedIn Learning or Udemy.com or, of course, YouTube, the more free stuff that's being put online the more it's devaluing information alone so what i want everybody to think about are the things the other things that people buy in the quote-unquote coaching world and that is one access and two support access and support so for example our model at this point is hey give away all of our game right impact the most people have the most brand right get the most wins literally against the world put it, get your shit out there right however if you would like to be on a weekly call with me, that's forty nine bucks a month. And if you would like to do this, you know, as a career and work directly with me for sixteen weeks, that's five thousand bucks. See the information, get it out to the world, let everybody have it, change their lives, impact the world. When I was, I went to Fiji. Um, speaking of Tony and Dean, I went to uh, Fiji with Tony Robbins Resort. With uh, it was me, Dean, Russell, Lewis, and some other people, whatever, right? And I'll never forget. Tony said this that changed my life forever. He said, "I have an intimate relationship." with millions of people. And I thought that for a second, what what do you mean by that? I have an intimate relationship with millions of people. Think about this. Tony Robbins' content stops people from committing suicide, keeps their marriage together, gets people in the best shape of their life. For me personally, it was a YouTube video that I found of this loud, tall, big-ass dude screaming at me that got me motivated to start my business. Tony's never met me in his damn life, but he was the spark and plug at the time he had. He was a spark and the plug that got me excited to go. In other words, he has an intimate relationship with millions of people. And from that day, I said, oh my God, like, I, I need to have that type of impact with so many people. How do I get my stuff out there? And so at the time, when he first told me that, it stuck with me so much. I came back to the office. Long story short, I sent out an email to my list and I said, fuck it, you guys can have everything I've ever created for $31. And at the time, I, I didn't think I was gonna that. make very Yeah, I didn't th- I didn't think I was gonna make very much money. It wasn't a money play. It was what Tony said. I was like, okay, to be where I really want to be, create the legacy of where I need to do this. So I did it. And we made two million dollars that month, most of it profits straight to the bottom. And I just said, hmm, I bought that. hmm. isn't that isn't that funny going back yeah. to prayer where we started as Glenn mentioned? Like, man, the thing, you know, they always I forget the, the Bible quote, but you know, when you give it it comes back and it was just so anyways as long as you, you triggered all that uh, it was a great question i hope that answered it yeah I no, it was so
3: good i remember that it was buyallmycourses.com or something like that yeah and everything yep. was 31 dollars. i was like oh my goodness i want it all yeah, yeah, such,
1: yeah, a yeah it was such a good campaign
3: such yeah. a good campaign this was thank so you. amazing billy thank you so much for everything you poured out
1: i appreciate you
0: yes billy i appreciate you so 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 very very much Last question, Sarah McCord, and then we're letting them out of here.
3: Thank you so much, Lynn. Hi, Billy Jean. I have loved this interview so much. I've taken copious notes. My question for you is if you wanted to blow up a podcast, uh, what would you do?
1: What a great question. Um, I would spend all of my time figuring out the monetizer, meaning, what could I sell that's so freaking good? At the end of every every episode, that I know for every thousand listeners, I am going to get someone to spend X amount of dollars. So, for example, imagine if for every thousand listeners, you had someone who bought from the call to action during or at the end of it a thousand dollars worth of blank, and you had very little cost to fulfill that, and then I would use that thousand dollars to simply. Run advertisements to tell people to listen, and I would keep recycling that. So the, the the hard part with that is, what do you offer, right? What problem can you solve with someone that's so good that in that fifteen minute second you said, like I'll give you a great example, right? So I've just done this call here to me an offer that I know would work based on I, I think I did an okay job and delivered some value is this. If I said, hey, does anybody here want to come spend the day with me in San Diego, and literally I just take over your business for the fucking day. I dive in, da, 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 it's 20,000 bucks. First person DM, me, give it to me right now. Let's go. DM me right now this second. Billie Jean is marketing right now. 20,000 bucks, go, right? I'm pretty sure I go to my DM and I'll have something, right? Now, if I made that even more extreme, what if I said for 2,000 bucks? I'd have like a waiting list, right? So I I think of something like that. What's the offer? What's the offer that you can throw at the audience there so you can use all of that cash Into advertising dollars to blow it the fuck up. But that's to me, that is what would be the whole game. What is that? And you have to test some different things, but that's what I would do.
0: Billy, I love it, my man. I absolutely love everything that you shared, everything that you dropped. I took copious notes myself, as well as had some thought provoking moments, Billy. I'm like, wait a minute. I I made a minute. Maybe, maybe <laughs> I need to be doing something a little bit different. I'm starting to think I gotta change my name.
2: Who the hell is Glenn? Don't nobody
0: remember Glenn. <laughs> man. Well, Glenn is Glenn's Clubhouse,
1: baby. Glenn's Clubhouse. <laughs> hey,
0: well, I appreciate that, man, and I appreciate you, uh, everybody that's listening right now. Do me a huge favor: send Billy and his team some donuts on Friday, would you? Let's just load them up. Uh, let's just load every. If everybody sends him donuts, you know, I know he. He'll make a video out of it and just a mountain of donuts out there at his place. <laughs> and that'd be my way of saying, thank you, brother. Anything you need, you let me know any way I can ever serve you. You let me know uh, if you ever need any guest on that bad boy podcast. I was looking at, let me know. And uh, I'm cheering for you. Prayers are going out for you and your family to stay safe and to stay healthy during this season. Uh, it, we, we need more people like you going out there, keep shooting it straight and making a massive impact on this planet bro so thank you thank you thank hey you so number much. number
1: one i want to say thank, thanks for even having me i appreciate the opportunity um and thank you everybody for listening you know time is the most important asset we have so i appreciate that it's very humbling uh glenn let's stay in contact brother i appreciate you um and also to side note great questions right you know you do an interview you're like ah, i gonna ask us some boring shit that was dope to be able to talk about the real stuff that really impacts us all at our core so i appreciate you for that
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You the man, bro. Flash your mics for the one and only Billy Jean. (laughs) Marketing. (laughs) Billy Jean.